Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poi Mano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. The privilege of committing your life to Jesus Christ is without a doubt one of the greatest gifts from God to man, but is one that is often undervalued. Despite salvation being one of the main solid foundations on which Christianity will forever stand upon, some believers have forgotten and do not appreciate what it means to be born again. After this Friday's teaching, you'll be emboldened to lead others to Christ and will also be reminded of the importance of your salvation. Get ready to be blessed by today's message. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the blissful shore. to rise no more, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the water he lifted me, now say, say for my love lifted me. But Christ could help Love lifted me
thank God for the love that lifted us up. Well, this is Easter Sunday. I'm sure, I'm glad that our father, the presiding bishop, is one more time in the house. We don't have him often. Now, let me just say that each time he is not here in the morning, it is because he has many children all over and people that he has, children he has sent away to start churches and he visits them every Sunday morning to encourage them and to establish the churches and to impart their lives. But we are blessed that Kodesh is Bishop's original church. He's the first member of the Kodesh. What do you think about that? So if you can't find him anywhere, come here on some special times. You are going to locate him here. Can we stand to our feet and receive our Papa to come and minister the word of the Lord to us? Give God a shout! Hallelujah. Alright, just lift your hand and ask God to speak to you this morning. Can I have Rosemary on stage, please? Lift your hands. Just thank God for his blessing, his power, his grace. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for the opportunity that we have to serve you, to love you. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Just ask God to speak to you today. As you come to church, it's not just a formality, but it's a special day in his presence, thanking Jesus, loving Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Father, it's a great privilege once again to be honored to be involved in your work. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, this morning is Easter Sunday morning, and we are truly privileged to be here to celebrate with uh, one another about what the Lord has done for us. Is that not so? Is that not so? Right. So, we are celebrating our salvation. Christianity basically has to do with our salvation and the salvation which Jesus Christ purchased for us. Amen. Are you there? And so today I am sharing with you on seven steps to salvation. All right, on this Easter Sunday, seven steps to salvation. Okay? Right. Step number one is found in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Step number one is found in Romans 3, 23. Right? Are you there? Seven steps to salvation. Romans 3, 23. Christ, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That is the first step. The first step to this great salvation, which we read about, Bible talks, refers to it as a great salvation. And the first step to this great salvation is to know that all have sinned, including yourself. You must always see yourself as a sinner. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It is very important to see yourself as a sinful sinner. It's healthy. Amen. Amen. Because it is humbling. Amen. Amen. No matter who you are, even if you were a school prefect, you are still a sinner. Because when you become a school prefect, what happens is that the school sort of takes you as a great ideal student, different from other students. So you can easily have an idea that you are some very good, moral, nice, special person. How many people here have been a school prefect before? Aha! You, you can see from their faces when they've been school prefects before. They, they, you see, school prefects have a certain look. This type of very good boys and good girls. You get it? 
So, some of us were not chosen as prefects. Unfortunately. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that you, you may not have committed uh, murder. Like, if I tell you that you'd be surprised to go and find Idi Amin in heaven. And that you may go to hell and Idi Amin will go to heaven. Recently I read about Idi Amin that one of his wives or so, I think whom he was angry with, or he divorced, I don't know what happened. He was angry with her and then he, he had her killed and he had her hands and her legs cut off. And then he sewed the legs to the arms and the arms to the legs and put the body on display for some people to come and look at it. Look at it. I mean, fantastic. You get it? And so on and so forth. I mean, he, he did all kinds of fantastic things. But the salvation we are talking about includes such people. All have sinned. You see, God is sort of trying to equal you to Idi Amin. Amen. God is trying to make you to see yourself in the category of Saddam Hussein. I know you don't think so. You see, the, the, the way you even say, hmm, ah, it's like you feel good, but you are not good. If God reveals who you are, you'll be surprised. Amen. You know, we have big five sins. Drinking, smoking, fornicating, and what are the other five? Stealing, and lying. The big five. They call them the big five. Is it murder? The big five. So when you don't do these, you feel you are great because you don't smoke, you don't drink. Look, a lot of unbelievers don't smoke and don't drink. Smoking is not good for your health. It, they've written big on the cigarette box. Smoking kills. It will kill you. It kills 30% of its users. You don't have to be a Christian. Not, not, smoke. not smoking is not a sign of your Christian. And there are Christians who smoke. And Christians who drink. Doesn't mean that you are a Christian. All I'm trying to say is that the higher you go and the more consistently you stay with God, it is important to perceive yourself as a sinful and sin, sinful person and as a sinner because that is the fact it's not theoretical it is true Irene it is true don't sit there looking at me as if you know well this man thinks we are all, we are all sinners you know it's like it doesn't apply to you because you've done your hair you are sitting there with your dress it's like it doesn't it applies to you all means all Including school prefects. Hallelujah. So that is the first step you must see. Because if you are not bad, then you don't need salvation. If you are not sick, you don't need a doctor. If you don't know, then you don't need a teacher. Do you understand? If you are not ignorant, you don't need a teacher. If you are not sick, you don't need a doctor. You get it? So the point is that until you see yourself that way, you don't need the blood of Jesus. So step number two is in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Let's read it. Romans 6, 23. Everybody should tend to it. Today is the climax of our salvation celebration. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Now, for the wages of sin is death. Amen. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, the salary for your sin is death. The, the word wages is an, is an English word which we don't use much. When you go to a job, you don't ask, how much my wages be? We know what it means, but we don't use that word today much in Ghana. We use salary. So this word would have been the salary for your sins is death. So now, Abel, you deserve to die. I deserve, Joyce, you deserve to be executed. 
All right. Now, you see, the, the point I'm trying to make is that we all have our idea of who is bad, except ourselves. Remember when we had the revolution in Ghana? Those who did the revolution felt that those who were there were bad. So they deserved to die. So they took them and put them at Teshi and shot them. They deserved to die according to their feeling. Do you understand? Of what it means to die. Of what is, what is a bad thing. So that is their own estimation. Are you listening to me? But God's estimation is that all of us deserve to die. It's not only those people who died at the Teshi range who deserve to die. I, Dag Heward Mills, deserve to die more. Tell the person next to you, you look good, but you deserve to die. One day I, I was speaking to Bishop Duncan Williams. He told me, he, had, he said, I went to Insawan prison. He said, I saw all those prisoners. He said, I saw Salome and all those guys there. <laughs> that is a, is it Victor Salome or whatever? I said, I saw Salome and all those guys. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, he preached to them. He told me, he said, I told them that if it is, he said, we, we are all supposed to be here. It's just by the grace of God that we are not in this prison. We deserve it. Amen. Amen. The wages, the salary for my sin and your sin is die. I deserve it. You deserve it. That's the second step. When I give you these seven steps, you'll be able to lead anybody to Christ and you yourself will understand your salvation better. This is the fourth time I'm preaching this message today. Yeah. um, Repeated messages are very good messages. Like McDonald's, they repeat their hamburgers. That's why they are very successful. Are you listening? Step number three. God so John 3:16. Let's all read John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. God loves us so much that he made a move. I said he made a move. How many are glad that God made a move? Those of you who are marrying, or maybe you are going to marry somebody's husband. I mean, maybe the wife is dead, and you are going to be the second wife. Don't think he will forget his first children that he had with his first wife. Because he's found you. Don't think so. I just want to help you. Because some people feel that they will not, he will forget his child. Not easily. They are also his children. You get it? And sometimes you may find that maybe the first set of children or the second set, some of them have in groups. First, second, second, third, fourth sets, different sets. Sometimes he will see that the second set is not seen top in life. Then he will try to lift them up. To help them to do something. Wouldn't you? Huh? If you were a father and you saw that your child is going to bomb exams, wouldn't you get up and help him and show him past questions? When my son was doing GSS, I realized that, look, if I don't take care, this man is going to bomb this exam. (laughs) I arose in the middle of the night. I started to learn pre-tech and social studies, religious and moral. Uh, what is it? Uh, 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 the catering. What is the catering called? Vocation, pre-vocational studies. Things which are not... On the day, I remember the day they were going, the book, book, uh, pre-voc, I said, have you learned contemporary? I said, have you learned contemporary? He was angry. I said, learn contemporary now before you go. 
how to make contumely and can you believe when he went it was there how do you make contumely still <laughs> will you not help your child i'm asking you a question will you not help your child god made the whole world and he loved the whole world and he can see that we are perishing we are going down so he made a move to try to help us to, to be saved. Wow. Why don't you clap for, for, for God the Father for trying something that tried to help us. Huh? One day I was with a, I was with a, I was with a, a pastor, a bishop, a very famous bishop. And uh, I asked him, where is your where, where, uh, where your, your, your child, your children? I was, I was talking about his children. He said, oh, my daughter is divorced, so I've brought her back to my house. My husband doesn't like her, or I don't know. But I, I brought my, my child back. Wouldn't you take your child back? Come back to me. If he doesn't like you, come back to me. Will you not help your child? Come on, I'm asking you a question. Will you not help your child? Will you try something? You try to help your child. Hey, God, he, he loves us so. He loved, he loved us here, I tell you. He sent his, his son to come and try his best to save some of us. That's the third step of salvation. And the fourth step of salvation is John chapter 1 verse 12. He said, as many as received him and believed on his name, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. That's the step number four. That as many as received him. You see, not everybody receives. Have you seen it? John chapter 1 verse 12. I'm showing you seven steps to salvation. It's not everybody who receives when you do something good. You can do something good, but they, 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 may, not, they may not accept your love. Husbands and wives are often like that. Husband will say to the wife, I love you, and she'll say, hmm. Or wife may say to the husband, I love you, and you say, ha, I see. We are not receiving the love. Maybe the person tries now, trying to do something, and it's like, when we were in Kolegono, we tried to love them. We tried to make toilets for them. We tried to do nice things for them. Did they receive our love? What did they give us in exchange? Persecution? Governmental persecution? Political persecution? Eh, bombs? Tried to burn down the church? All in exchange for love. We made streetlights in that community. What did the guys do in exchange for the streetlight? They put on their music and play loud music that nobody can sleep from morning to night, seven days a week, for uh, 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 24 hours a day. Constant. I don't know where they get electricity from. When you ask them to lower the volume, now. What do you get in exchange for the love? Not everybody can receive love. Later on in, in life, after this crisis, we went to in Sawam to. I didn't know that that place also belonged to Gans. Gans like quarreling. The families of Gans, they like quarreling. I am a Gans, so I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm also a Gans, and uh, Pastor Bishop Adi is a Gans. They like quarreling, both the men and the women. And the women are not easy to marry at all. Usually they are very beautiful, but it's not easy to marry them. Quarreling, never say die, never agree, never yield, never say yes. Never, when they want you to say yes, you will never say yes. When they want you to say no, never say no. Never bend. Never say that. There was a horse, I think it was owned by a gunman called Never Say Die. Anyway. We went to Insawam. We are going to buy land to make a nice school. So we traveled there. When we got there, some girl woman came. Oh, 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 oh. 
I said, Bishop Saki, let us go. Spark your car. Let's leave this place now. Because this thing, we have seen some before. As many as receive. When you are experienced, you will not take your things everywhere. You will not give just to anybody. The experience will show you not everybody can receive your love. So God loved. Not everybody has received it. He stretched out his hand. He said that, I will save you. No matter your sins, not everybody will come. People will be sitting there looking and say, eh, so why should we come? Why, why should we come to, you want us to come to your church? Eh? Why should you uh, serve God? Eh, eh, so by you people, you be religious. So why you make religious so like so? Why you, what thing do they fear? <laughs> what thing are they fear? You know they fear, you see. You know they fear. You are not afraid for your life. So you will not serve God? As many as received him. To them, to those who could receive it. I'm so glad I can receive his love and be washed in his blood Hallelujah. and be set free. Step number five Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says, that if thou, that's the fifth step to salvation, shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. When you become a Christian or becoming a Christian, this, this is the verse that tells you exactly what to do to be saved. It says, with the, with the heart, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made. And it says, whosoever believes in his heart that God has raised him from the dead and confesses with his mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. This is the clearest verse in the whole Bible that tells you how to be saved. There is no other verse that is as succinct as this, as clear as this scripture that tells you how to be saved. How? It says, if you believe in your heart, in the Lord Jesus, and you confess with your mouth, you, or the King James says, thou shalt be saved. Or a newer Bible says, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Is it not wonderful? You shall be saved. So you must believe. Now you must believe deeper than knowing. Knowing something in your head does not mean that you believe it. A lot of us know things in our heads, but we don't believe it with our hearts. What you believe in your heart is what you do without thinking. Everybody stand up, please. Please stand up. I know it's Sunday morning and I know you are important. All right. Now you may take your seats. You believe in your chair. That's why you didn't test it. You believe with all your heart that it is there. It will be stable when you sit down. It's going to be there. You didn't do any examinations. You didn't even think. It's something that you just do naturally. You believe it in your heart. Right? So, at something has come. You believe in heaven. You believe in God. You believe in your heart. Right? All about God. You believe it in your heart. And you do it. You confess with your mouth, Jesus, I believe in you. Now, some people think that you have to confess all your sins. You, don't, you can't confess all your sins. You can't. There are too many. Tell the brother next to you, Charlie, your sins, there'll they, they be more, more sins. More sins. Child. Bebre. You cannot confess all. By the time the service is over, we can't finish. Now, recently, the Lord reminded me about some sins I committed in the 80s. Hey! And you know what he told me? He told me that the fact that you have forgotten does not mean that they were not sins. 
How many realize that you forget it's like into the sea of forgetfulness? Uh, 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 get, get to the song. Into the sea of forgetfulness. That's what they, it's like it has gone into the sea of forgetfulness. You have forgotten, but God hasn't forgotten you. Sometimes you see us sitting in church looking so beautiful. One day, one of our church members looking so beautiful and so on, just now pregnant and so on. You know, one day she confessed, she said, hmm, but, but I slept with everybody in my class when I was in school. There is no boy in my class I have not slept with. And then now that she was working at the bank or wherever, she said, I've slept with everybody in the bank. Born again Christian in Lighthouse. <laughs> and, and yeah, fantastic, eh? And then you see them sitting in church, and into the sea of forgetfulness. Eh, sing the lala and let us hear what it has to say. forgetfulness you see it's only the blood of jesus that can wipe these things away if they are to bring it up you can't stand do you know that a thought when you have one thought that is bad you have sinned you know since you came to church it's not been easy in the church in this thinking box of yours so many things you have thought about are they all correct thoughts? Thank God for the sea of forgetfulness. Ah. Hallelujah. But you see, what God is saying is that even though you have forgotten, he has not forgotten. And that is why you don't stand a chance. If you can't even confess your sins. You have to say, Lord, forgive me and have mercy for all my sins. No, you can't remember. And you don't even know which one is a sin. Haven't you done an exam and you thought you passed? When the thing came, you saw that you bombed. And you ask yourself, I don't see why I bombed. Then they have to explain to you so many things. So many things that we think are right are wrong. I said they are wrong. But you see, God has to meet you and show you that look. Some of you even got married to the wrong person for the wrong reason. You were looking for money. And you married the person. Different reasons for doing things. Some of you are even in this church with the wrong reason. Kabbalos. A lot of Ghanaians, they have gone abroad. They have said that they are married to this person. They have gone to marry, do a warrior. And they are in church praising God. It's like God, don't think about it. But what God is saying is that he, he can see it all. We don't stand a chance. Without the blood of Jesus. But we stand a chance with the blood of Jesus. We stand a chance. Sing it for me. Romans 14, step number 6. Forgiven me. You keep cleansing me. Come on. Start from the top, please. Start again.
You keep cleansing me. Cleansing my sins. Is it, is it not fantastic? Hey. And that is why you, it's not a confession of your sins. Eh? It's a confession of Jesus as Lord that makes you saved. It's the believing in him as the son of God and confession of Christ Jesus as the Lord of your life. Thou shalt be saved. Amen. Step number six. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Amen. But it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not about physical things. It's not about jobs which will help you to get meat. Jobs which will help you to get drink. It's not about, about wives who will cook fantastic meals like my wife. Pray that you have a wife who can cook all kinds of food. Yes. And, and I tell you, 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 your greatest problem will be that you are trying to prevent yourself from growing fat. Self-control. Sometimes I have to check myself in the house. Because I'm enjoying. That's why a lot of places when I go, I can't eat. When I see the food with my eyes, myself, my hunger is gone. My house is best, better than most of these places. Amen. But the kingdom of God is not about eating. That, that's why in churches you go today, the church has changed. The kingdom is about having canteens and cafeterias. Canteens and cafeterias and snack bars. All over the place, and eateries and places to eat. Bookshop is not popular, but canteen is popular, cafeteria, kebab cellar, and so on. That's not the kingdom of God, it's not a physical thing. Turn with me to Luke chapter 17 as we close quickly. I'm still on step number six, but in Luke chapter 17, Jesus said something about the kingdom which many people do not. Realize it's so important. In verse 20, it says, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said unto them, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. It's a spiritual experience. Don't come to the church wanting to get things. Ah, I'm going to the church to get contracts. I'm going to the church to get money. I'm going to the church to get a husband. I'm going to the church to get a wife. Come to church for righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's, that's the kingdom of God. Tell somebody, that is the kingdom of God. Tell the nearest brother, the sister you have been spying in the church, that is not the kingdom of God. That's not why we came here. Tell the brother next to you that I perceive your eyes are wandering in this church. Reorganize your eyes into your body. The kingdom of God is within you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Are you listening? All right. Now, finally, the seventh step to salvation is in Matthew 16, verse 24. The last step as we close today. Oh, thank God for the Resurrection Sunday as we celebrate the salvation that Jesus purchased for us. Amen. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross 
and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. The seventh step to your salvation is to take up your cross and follow your Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not about getting things. It's about losing. It's about losing. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? It's not about Eradio Mabao, don't let me go empty-handed. No, it's not about going, going away empty-handed. It's about coming to empty your hands before God and say, Lord, take my hands. The songs we used to sing, take my hands, take my feet. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. It's time for us to take up our cross. Christianity is not cheap. Christianity is not easy. Christianity is not about just coming to enjoy the blessings of a nice church and friendship. Christianity is about suffering and about denying yourself and saying no, 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 and saying to yourself no, and say yes, yes, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes to We'll add to your word. I yes, no, yes. I will trust you and obey. When my spirit speaks to me, my whole heart will be yes, Lord, yes. Deny. When, you, when somebody comes to ask for a loan and you say, deny, it means no. So when you say deny yourself, it means you say to yourself, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I drink? No, I'm sorry. Can I, can I smoke my 555? No, denied. Denied means sorry. Can I sleep with a boy, please, Lord? I like sex so much, Lord. I love it. No, no, denied. Can I be a homosexual, Lord? Can I be a homosexual? No, you can't. You can't say no. When you say deny, it means you are said no. When you go to the bank, and you ask for a loan and you are denied, it means you are denied. You say, no. Can I be proud? No. You can't be proud. Humble yourself. Can I be a big shot in the church? No. Cool down. Calm down. Can I be wicked? No, you can't be wicked anymore. You've got to be kind now. Can I quarrel? No. Can I be a wicked wife? No. Wicked husband? No. Can I still beat my wife? You can't beat your wife anymore. You feel like, I feel like, yes, hold your hand. Say no to your hand. Put your hand back in your pocket and say, no. No. I used to slap, but I don't slap anymore. I used to do karate, but I don't do karate anymore. Because I am a Christian. And I say no. You can't go to discourse and call yourself a Christian. And nightclubs and call yourself a Christian. And fool around and call yourself. That's not Christianity. You play around with God. You can fool your pastor, but you can't fool God. That's what we pastors, we are like fools. You can deceive us. You come to us and play around and say, Hey, pastor. So, but God sees you. God knows you. You say you believe in God. You say you, 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 you believe. One day I went, to, I went to South Africa. I was checking in at the airport. And then the, the guys were not allowing us to go through the weight. They were arguing, the, the South African people. So I told the guy, I were, we're talking to him, I said, look, allow us to go. Why are you being difficult? And the guy paused. And he pointed to me, Abed, do you see? And I said, what is there? He said, a camera. He said, they are watching us. I cannot do it. I cannot allow. Because... Big brother is watching. So he was, he was straight and narrow. He said, 20 kilos, 20 kilos, I cannot. Not like Ghana Airways. Because there's some eye watching me. He said, the white man is watching me. He said, if you really believe in God, I believe God is watching you. There are certain things. He said, let me hold myself. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. Because look out there, the camera. Jehovah, Proverbs 15 verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Long before videos were invented, the eyes of the Lord were there, like these two eyes. You can't just be a Christian, call yourself a Christian. 
church is not like House of Oak or Great Olympics that you join. You say, I belong to House of Oak, I belong to Kotoko. You can't just, I mean, identify a team. They say, I, 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 I belong. Meanwhile, there's no contribution, there's no participation. I, I, don't, I, I am, if you do know the team I support, Great Olympics. Only that day. I, I don't even know whether the team exists up to today. You, you, it's a family thing. You can My father was an Olympic supporter. You cannot just join something by family or by whatever. You have to personally believe in it. Believe in God. Change your life. Take up your cross. Pay the price. Oh. Otherwise, you can't be my disciple. Living for Jesus isn't easy. Isn't easy. But God has promised to sustain you. It's too high. It's too high. Come down. Too high. Isn't easy. God has promised to sustain you. Don't be afraid for he is faithful. Living for Jesus isn't easy. It's not easy to live for Christ. We've joined a charismatic church. Yeah, our church is lighthouse. Have you seen Kodesh? We are going to Kodesh. Don't just say you are going to Kodesh. You have to take up your cross and stop quarreling. Stop it. Stop it. Stop stealing. Stop lying. Stop cheating. When I test for HIV in the church, I will get the same level of HIV in the church as I get outside the church. Because even though we, have, we, are, we, are, we claim to be saved, we are not really saved. Because we have not taken up our cross to follow Jesus Christ. And the level of fornication, the level of immorality is the same among so-called believers. That's why I included it as the seventh step to salvation is to take up your cross. Because if you don't take up your cross, you are not following Jesus. You may not like this part of my message, but I, I don't care. You can walk out of the church. We, we are not interested in having, we are not, you see, we are not interested in spoiling the church with your presence. We are not interested in having uh, 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 people who are pretending to be, to be a Christian. It's not easy. That is what I want you to know. It's not easy. You can't just be there and you don't even try to serve God. You don't even attempt. You can't just do whatever you want to do and, 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 and call yourself a believer. Bible said, let him that calls upon the name of Jesus Christ depart from all iniquity. Stand up and be counted for God. Are you a believer or you're not a believer? It will cost you something to be a Christian. It will cost you to pay your tithes. You become a Christian, you can't even pay tithe. You come and sit in the church Sunday after Sunday and you call yourself a believer and even a tithe, 10% of what God gives, you cannot pay it. Do you think God needs your money? Can anybody point to how much he has given to build this church? You yourself know you can't. Even the tasks that you are working on, you can't pay. And we have never given any offering that amounts to anything to build this. You know it. We built it in two years. If any man wants to come after me, come after me, I will receive him in peace to my rest. Only he should know that any man who holds the plow and looks back isn't fit for my kingdom. We are not fit. You are not fit. I didn't say it's not Mike. It's not the kingdom of Dag. It's the kingdom of God. I can never tell you that. If it was me, I wouldn't say that. But I'm telling you what Jesus said. He said, if you come and you hold the plow and you look back at the world and you look back at this at the world and the devil, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. You are not fit. Choose this day who you want to serve. It's time for us to identify when you walk through these doors. You must, you see, it's not that you are perfect, but you at least you are trying. 
You are trying to follow God. You are trying to take up. Even if you fall down, even Jesus fell down when he was carrying his cross. And Simon of Cyrene had to come and help him. It's not easy to carry the cross. When you carry the cross, you will fall down. You will make a lot of mistakes. But we cannot say, we are not going to try anymore. And we are just there. So yeah, me too. That's my church. No, it's time for us to take up our cross. Step number one, I'm preaching. I don't care. Yeah. That's why it's good for me to, it's good for me to go around. So when I come, I'll just tell you the truth. I don't know what Bishop Saki has been telling you. I don't know. I'm sure he's telling you the same kind of thing. But sometimes when you are a pastor with the people, you become soft and you don't feel like telling them things. It's like you can't say it. I went to preach at a church, very large church, and I talk about fornication. The wife of the pastor said, Ha, huh, Bishop, this thing that you have come to say, I said, my husband cannot say it again. He said, the whole church is full of fornicators. He said, it's so mad that you can't mention it in the church. It's like if you mention it, people will go away. If you want to go, you can go. Look at the doors. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So many doors. Stand up and be counted. And say, I am trying. It's not been easy. And that's what the Bible said. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Because it's not possible to take up your cross and not sin. You will still be sinning. Every day you will be falling. But at least you are trying to take up your cross. Mommy, can you just be just as you are? As you ever more have been. No. A change has come. Jesus is risen. Everything that is dead in your life must rise today. Can I have an amen? amen. Step number one is what? Quickly. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Step number two is what? The wages of sin is death. Step number three is what? God so loved the world that he tried. He tried. Wouldn't you try? Amma, wouldn't you try if your child was going down, 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 down? Wouldn't you try? Wouldn't you make a move? Wouldn't you call somebody? Wouldn't you make a call? Wouldn't you take a phone? Wouldn't you do something to help your child? Step number four. As many as receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Tell the person next to you, brother, receive. Receive the message that is coming today. Receive it. Don't resist it. Step number five. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe, you, you shall be saved. Step number six. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Step number seven. Take up your cross and follow. Deny. 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 Say no. Say no to yourself. Yourself. No. No to me. Deny. No. I don't agree. No. And then I say yes to Jesus. And I follow Jesus. Tell somebody, tell yourself, no to yourself. No to yourself. No to yourself. And yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. I'll say yes, Lord. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I will say yes, Lord. I'll say yes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless us and guide us. Bow your heads right now, everybody. No one should walk out when I've not finished preaching. May God have mercy on your soul if you walk out. Yeah. When you walk out, you, you are disturbing the service, please. Unless you need to go to a bathroom or something. Just give us two minutes. We are concluding the service, please. Let us pray. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. From today, I'm going to take up the cross and follow Jesus. Help me, oh God, to be a Christian. I'm tired of pretending. I want to do something now. I want to serve you, Lord. 
I want to follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to God, to give your life to Jesus. If you are here today, I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. I don't, if I die today or tomorrow, I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Pastor, please help me. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, right now, I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord and I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, I want to give my life to God. And Pastor, I want you to pray with me so that I will know Jesus today as my Savior. Then lift your hand and I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. What a wonderful day to be saved. How, what will you do if you miss this day of salvation? God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me. Come to me in front here. Come. Come from where you are standing. Come and stand here. Come and stand here. Come. Come and take the first step to salvation. Come to God. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, I want to pray with you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, are you coming? God bless you. Come. Oh, clap for them as they come quickly. I surrender all. Blessed Savior, I surrender. All right, let's pray. Those of you in front, lift your hands and everybody lift your hand and say this prayer with me. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Oh God, I am a sinner. Oh God, I realize I have sinned. I am full of sins. I am a sinner. But today, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for my sins. Have mercy on me. Please wash me with your precious blood. Oh God, cleanse me with your precious blood from all my sins. Today, today, I receive Jesus. Today, I receive, I believe in Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and my Master. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. Now say after me, Satan, listen to me. Everybody in the church, say it after me, Satan. Listen carefully. From today, I will not serve you again. From today, I will not follow you again. For Christ has set me free. And I am free indeed. I'm free. I'm free. Heavenly Father. Please write my name. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. 
ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.